Todd, I'm a small real estate photography company. Uh, I have a competitor moving into my market that's bigger than me, has more products, more services, more photographers. What do I do? Great question, Craig. The first thing is, is don't panic. I think it's natural to panic, but don't panic. You've got this. Okay, I've got this. I've got this. I've got this. Let's dive into it. Let's do it. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. With your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Magro. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography company. Spiro is a software platform built by real estate photographers for real estate photographers. And the whole idea is it's a software platform to help you manage your entire business process from providing custom order portals for your realtors to upselling them during the uh, ordering process and exposing them to more of the services that you offer that can help their business to delivering the media that you shoot for them. We handle everything from start to finish. And our goal is to help you increase your average sales price through the Spiro software. I'm your host, Craig Magram. I'm the business development and client care specialist for Spiro and a host of the podcast. And with me, as always, Spiro owner and founder and co-host of the podcast, Todd Kivamaki. Hey, thank you, Craig. It's great to be here today. Uh, for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, welcome. It is great to have you here. For you returning listeners, thank you for coming back. We appreciate you all. We want to make sure that this is a valuable resource to all of you. So uh, please don't hesitate to contact us, hello at Spiro.media, and ask a question. Are you struggling with something in your real estate business? Do you have a question? There is no question that's too big or too small. Send it over to us. Let us know what you want to hear. We will make this podcast around the needs that you have. Uh, if you could do me a favor and hit the subscribe button, uh, that would help us and we'll also give you notifications of our next podcast. So for today, Craig, it's exciting to be here and we have another new topic, but what is our topic for today? Yeah, so it's kind of a personal one and it's a question that I asked you when I was running my real estate photography and, and videography company and it's this, I <clears throat> I have a large competitor coming into my market that up until now, um, I had other competitors, but we were all kind of, you know, small companies, but there's there's a big dog coming into town. What, what do I do? Uh, do I have to grow beyond where I am now to stay competitive? Yeah, that's, it's, it's really a personal question, Craig, and I'm glad that we're going to discuss it today. And, and both of us have a different perspective on this question. So uh, no matter what you do, uh, you can decide for yourself and this truly is your business. So uh, there's no wrong answer here and uh, we'll give you a little insight on both paths. So Craig, I know that you, why don't you go ahead and tell us, I, I know we had this conversation with you and C. Imogene probably about a year and a half, two years ago, as you were in this actual situation. I think a little insight, what did you ultimately what variables did you process and how did you come to a conclusion? Yeah, so my personality is, um, I'm more of an introvert. I really enjoy one-on-one -on -one, uh, conversations, one-on-one -on -one relationship building. Um, I'm not so much uh, as strong or at least as comfortable one-on-many, you know, speaking in front of large crowds. 
um, or, or even, you know, if I'm, if I'm in a big social uh, situation, you'll find me more on the edges, just kind of watching and listening and, and I'll engage in conversations here and there. So the business that I had, it was a lot of one-on-one relationship building. I, I did the, the bulk of the, of the appointments. I, I, we were shooting about a thousand listings a year in the last year that I was, I was running C. Um, I did about 80% of those, about 800 a year. And then I had, um, uh, another photographer that I hired, his name's Kenan, great guy. Kenan's on the wow team now. And, uh, we just, we, we love Kenan. He's a great, great guy. Uh, but he did about 20% of the, of the listings. And I was comfortable there because I really enjoyed, um, shooting. I really enjoyed being at the homes, uh, interacting with homeowners, you know, building the relationships with my realtors. It was, again, it was all one-to-one relationship building. And I took, I, I took pride in how g- good a care I, I gave my clients. Um, you know, there's just that pride of ownership. And, um, I, you know, I, I enjoyed the freedom. Um, it, it wasn't a ton of management. Uh, Kenan, I, I didn't need to worry about him. He did a great job. And so, you know, management was, was easy in my case. And I was enjoying just everything that I was doing. And I had enough income. Um, I'm kind of of the mindset where if I have enough, I'm, I'm happy. I don't have to make a ton of money. I, I don't want to be poor, obviously. So I was just, I was in a good spot. Um, but had a, a larger company uh, coming into the market that I served. And uh, yeah, I started to get a little bit nervous. And, and I wrestled with the question, do I have to grow? Um, because I've always heard the, the, the statement, if you're not growing, you're, you're shrinking, you're, you're falling behind. Um, from a lot of a business people that I, I really respect, I'm like, oh, but I don't, I don't want to grow and make this more complicated than it is because I know if if I'm going to grow this I have to I have to take off the the photographer hat probably and become more of a manager and and leader and I know that sounds bad not wanting to be a leader but it it was a serious question for me and so you know for me what I kind of settled on it after you and I talked Todd was there's always space in a market for for boutique photographers smaller companies that can give a lot of individualized attention to their clients and just give a, a deep, deep level of service to those that, that they're working with and for. And that's what brought me peace. That's what brought me joy and contentment and fulfillment. And I decided that, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing the best that I can and offer the services that I can uh, to my clients and and treat them well, represent them well on, on the listing and I'm ultimately, I can't worry about this bigger competitor. They they might, they might get some of my clients, and you know what? Maybe that's a good thing. Um, maybe they're going to be better served. It's going to be a better relationship for them. So I just, I kind of settled on I'm going to stay where I'm at, and and just do the best I can in serving my clients well. Yeah, yeah, and and you made the right choice for you, Craig, and. Uh, the thing to remember here is there is no wrong choice. Now, I took a different path. And as WOW began to scale, I I always, when I was creating WOW back in 2004, I always envisioned it to how can I shoot as many as possible? And not just myself, but how can I shoot as many tours with a team as possible? So that's just where my brain went. The beautiful thing as a business owner you get to make that choice. And I think that's, if you've come especially from a a position where you held a 
W-2 job and you were employed by someone else, coming into being a business owner is a mindset shift because your business exists for you. It exists to meet your needs. And that's something a little bit strange. And it's something that takes some thinking. And for those of you that aren't used to thinking like that, it almost feels, I know for me, it feels a little selfish. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, what do I want this business to do for me? I'm typically, I'm the personality that I want everyone else to be okay. So for me to think about what's the business going to do for Todd, that's a little weird for me. Uh, so, but the business is yours and it, it exists to provide to you the lifestyle and the hours and all of those different variables that you desire. So, uh, you know, I, I've worked with many coaches over the years and, and a great definition. So I worked with a, a coach from the company Action Coach. And uh, in no way, when I tell you the kind of the coaches and the companies that I've worked with, um, I'm not endorsing or unendorsing them. I'm just giving you my experience. So we're not sponsored by anybody where I'm just giving you my real life experience. But uh, they define a business as a commercial profitable enterprise that runs without you. So again, that is a commercial profitable enterprise that runs without you. So that is what a business, they define a business. And again, they're working with a lot of business owners that want to scale and that want to get eventually out of the business. So, but it doesn't mean that you can't be a business owner that does all of the photographing or the, or the videographing. Uh, so it's really up to you. Yeah. When when you take the track more that, that say, WoW Video Tours did in, in growing, and and you had to make that transition that I talked about where you kind of switched hats. You know, I, I think it was over time, if I'm not mistaken, but you you had to put more of the leader hat on um, instead of the, the photographer hat. And that's a whole different skill set. And there are people that are wired for that. You you might enjoy the photography, but you really are, you've got some strong leadership qualities and you have the ability to uh, create jobs for other people. That's, that's a high calling, Todd. I mean, um, yeah, I, I know you want to say something. I just, I, I'm thinking back to a, a Christian business roundtable group that I, that I was a part of called Truth at Work. Again, not endorsing them, but it did help me personally um, address some of these questions as well. And one of the things that my roundtable said is, hey, you, you do have this ability where if you grow it, you're going to be able to create jobs for other people. And I felt kind of guilty because that wasn't a passion. It, and I felt like, well, maybe this, this should be because, yeah, that would be a good thing to create jobs for other people. But it wasn't what brought me the most fulfillment. It was more the creative side and, and communicating with people. But yeah, you, you're working with, with business coaches and you've developed those leadership qualities. So talk, talk to the person that, that is opposite of me. They do have um, abilities and um, desires to grow and to empower other people. What, what should that person be doing to grow their business? Yeah, great question. So you should be looking for advice if your goal is to grow your business. So basically, a very popular business book and, and still very relevant today is The E-Myth uh, by Michael Gerber. And so he describes a couple of different roles inside of a business. And one of those is a technician. 
So the technician is the person that does the work. So doing the, the shooting the media in the house doing the editing. So you are the technician. And basically he describes that you're exchanging your time for money. And there's nothing wrong with that. The other side of the equation is, and there's three of them, I'm just going to go over two today, but is the entrepreneur. So the entrepreneur thinks about uh, how must the business work, where the technician thinks about what work must be done. So if you're the entrepreneur's mindset where you're thinking, how does my business have to work? Then you might be set up to the point that you have uh, the desires to scale and grow your business. Uh, so if you are wanting to do that, I would suggest that you begin to think about what some goals and some visions are of your company. Do you want to employ one, five, 10 people? You know, wow, I know we have just over 40 people that we that that employ. And that's something to me that I, I find very exciting. Uh, you know, some people, you know, there is a responsibility to that, that there's 40 some families that feed themselves from wow. But those are 40 some families that help me. Uh, another characteristic, Craig, and I've just learned this in the past years, handful of years, is that I used to always love to be the person that would give the answer. So I would have, you know, I'd have our, our managers or, or just our um, customer service or our marketing people come in and they would ask me a question and I would give them the answer. And I felt good about that. You know, who, who doesn't want to help someone out? I would suggest that if your goal is to grow and scale, that you stop doing this immediately. Now, there is a point that you're going to have to train your people to be competent. So there, you know, there's a job description, there's skills to that job, and there's a competency checklist. And if you don't have those created, that's fine. We can create them and you can do that. But there are there is something about being trained for a position. But once an individual is trained for that position, you've really employed them because you trust them and because they're competent to do those. So I've shifted my mindset to not giving those answers, but to asking the questions. And that really empowers your staff and your team to have the confidence to make those decisions for you. Can't tell you how many times someone would come in and, hey, Todd, we're doing T-shirts for this promotion. Do you want blue or black? And I, I used the answer. I said, oh, I think blue would be great. Or we should use the company red. Or we should use, you know, magenta. Now I, I immediately, well, what do you think is the best? And, and that's just a silly little example. But you don't want to get bogged down in the details of picking blue or black when you're trying to scale and grow a company. So... I would suggest that if you are in the mindset of wanting to scale and grow, that you begin asking questions to your team members and empower them to be confident in their abilities. And they might not do what you do or do it the way you would that's you would do it. But as long as it gets done and the client's happy, who's to say that their way might not be better? That's really a, a healthy a healthy approach to leadership and, and really developing people. And, and that's awesome. And that's, you know, as, as you were talking about this, I just, I kept thinking, well, we're not talking about the competition. We're talking about individual choices in what you're called to do. And it, it, I think this, this question of, do I have to grow to compete is actually in, in listening to you, I'm kind of thinking this is kind of a moot 
moot question. Because if you're doing your, your, your skill, your trade, your calling, whether it's leading a larger company and helping your company grow, or if it's keeping your company small and just serving your clients the best that you can with the personality that you have, it boils down to um, what you're equipped to do. And, and people are going to respond to that. The, the market is going to respond to that. You might have some larger brokerages that need a larger company to be able to work with, you know, brokerage-wide deals. But you're going to have a lot of part-time realtors or smaller brokerages that want that more um, hands-on care that you can provide as an individual. And so it's not about the competition that's coming into the market. It's about what can you do the way that you're wired to do it and do it the best that you can and love what you do. So Todd, you, you spoke to the, the entrepreneur and, and the leader mindset. And so I, I think we have a few more minutes. Yeah. You, you, do you mind if I talk to the, the more introvert mindset and the, the one-on-one relationship? Yeah, I think that'd be great, Craig. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah. So I want to talk to, to my fellow introverts <laughs> that um, we just really enjoy the, the, the technician part of, of our work as Todd alluded to, we like getting our hands on and doing that work and feeling productive and having a pride in what we produce. Um, but we also really enjoy those one-on-one relationships where we might be a little bit quieter. We might not have the grand vision for equipping a large staff of people and, and, and developing them. We just like to really uh, build deep relationships with those that we serve. Um, my heart is for people, whether, whether it's uh, on uh, my faith is really important to me. So, you know, my, my desire to see people grow spiritually is, is a strong desire. But then also in the marketplace to be able to share the story of my business one-on-one with people and how I got to where I was, that, that was awesome. And it inspired people on, on a very granular level and a very organic level where the question just came up as I was shooting their home. You know, I would have a homeowner or a new realtors, you know, ask me, so is this what you do full time? And, and I would tell them, yeah, you know, do you want to hear the, the story? And they're like, well, yeah, absolutely. And so I was able to share the, the story of my business and how it had gotten to where it was. And it inspired them in their work. And they could see that I loved doing what I was doing. And they could see that I cared about them and wanted to help them. You, you got to have, I think us introverts, especially we, and I'm not saying extroverts don't care about people. Please don't take it that way. Um, but we have an innate sense, uh, I think, a lot of times of, of empathy and really caring about individuals deeply because our, we have very few close friends, but we go deep in those relationships. And you can take that strength that you have as an introvert and go deep with your clients. And they're going to appreciate that. And so you're going to have a competitive advantage that a large company might not have. So ultimately, all that to say, it's not about the competitor coming in from the outside. You keep doing what you're passionate about and do it the best that you can and be real and authentic with people. You're going to keep clients and I, you're going to find new clients that appreciate that as well and, and need that more one-on-one you know, um, care that you can provide in helping them market their business. Does that work? Yeah, that, that's, a fab, that's a fabulous point, Craig. And I think... Uh, if our viewers can take away today that there is no wrong answer here, they shouldn't feel guilty either way. Uh, you as the business owner get to define your path and you get to define what growth means. Uh, 
growth doesn't necessarily mean I go from shooting 1,000 tours to 13,000 tours a year. Uh, growth could mean that you're growing in your relationships with your clients. You're making an impact. So the greatest thing is just take a breath and build those relationships with their client, with your clients, and you get to define the path and the journey of what's right for you. Don't let others influence you. Uh, you can be, you can find inspiration, and hopefully, some of you found some inspiration in Craig and I's differing path and story today. But it, ultimately, it's your decision, and uh, it should be one that uh, you put some thought into. And then once you do, you're going to have passion for that. And passion gives you energy. And the rest is, is quite honestly, pretty simple from there. Absolutely. You know, we, we really should do a future episode on leadership and, and how to grow as a leader, because you, whether you're a small company and it's just two of you, you're still leading yourself and you're leading maybe one other photographer or whether you're leading 40 people. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a business question. How how can I be the best leader I can be? Um, so maybe we'll tackle tackle that in a future episode, Todd. Yeah, for sure. We should put that one on the agenda. If you out there have a specific question about leadership or something else that was triggered today, please feel free to send it to us. Let us know your question. Uh, hello at Spiro.media. You can go straight to Craig and he is Craig at Spiro.media. And uh, if you know someone that might enjoy this podcast, please share it with others. You know, maybe someone in the industry that you've grown close to, uh, please share it with others. It would help us along the way and uh, grow our listening base and uh, get some more comments and uh, interactions uh, for uh, for the podcast to make it really what you need. Right. Yeah. We just, we want to help as many people as possible. And um, one of the things that I love about this is we're going to have guests from time to time. And uh, I believe it's going to be the next episode. Um, we have a special guest, uh, Pete Stagel from Servant360, that's going to be joining us and talking about the benefits of joining your local realtor board. So, that's on tap. We hope you come back next week for the next episode. And um, yeah, if you want to find out more about Spiro, make sure you stop by our website at uh, spiro.media. And as always, thanks for taking some time to uh, to listen or to watch, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to the audio podcast. And uh, like Todd said, be you know feel free to share this. If you find some value in this, share this with some of your colleagues. And uh, again, we'd love to answer any questions that you have. So until next week, Enjoy the blessings that you've been given and take a breath. Thank you for joining us for the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. This is a production of Spiro and Wow Video Tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, spiro.media.